Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to the uncomfortable truth. Do you like strawberries? I think most people like strawberries. I think uh, anybody that likes fruit would would say that they like strawberries. It's one of the common things that you like. But that's not the strawberries that I'm talking about. Have you ever been at the beach and you go out into the ocean for a nice relaxing swim? You grab the boogie board, you get out, you're going to hit a wave or two. Turn around and wave to the wife. Hey, baby. Hey, kids. Y'all watch this. I'm a boogie board. All of a sudden, you get slammed by God's creation called a wave. And it was a rogue wave, and it rolls you up and drags you on the sand on the bottom. That's strawberry. I'm talking about the one that got on your face when that happened. <laughs> Welcome to the uncomfortable truth. Uh, Sean is our, uh, our host today. We're going to call him our host. Sean is actually at the beach, and uh, Brandon's going to open us up in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time to get together. We uh, thank you that uh, Sean is able to enjoy some time with family and be at the beach and just uh, see your beautiful creations, Lord. Lord, help us to uh, speak uh, your truth through our mouths, Lord. Uh, if we go wavered in any way, help uh, for us to be corrected and back on path as quickly as possible, Lord. We know that you give us the ultimate opportunity to uh, Clean up our mistakes by seeking you, Lord, uh, but first we must know you. We pray that every word that speaks through our mouth uh, gives someone the portal or opportunity to uh, inquire about you and hopefully uh, ask you into their heart. Uh, bless this podcast as we speak today. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, I, I don't have any strawberries yet, but uh, my lower back is hurting from playing <laughs> spike ball with my kids uh, for four hours on the beach yesterday. I'm well, so I sorry, got, Sean. I hope you're sunburned. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, Austin Green, my daughter's boyfriend, is the best spike ball player that I've seen. So if, uh, if I'm going to play you guys in spike ball, I'm picking him up. I don't know if that's fair, sir. He's like he's like 19 years old and a stud athlete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, um, all right, gentlemen. Uh, so today, uh, I want to talk about pride, uh, which pretty much hits me square in the face, and uh, just go over pride a little bit, and just uh, I want to give you guys a pride test. But I want to start off by reading this Bible verse, Proverbs 8:13. The fear of the Lord. It's to hate evil, pride, and arrogance in the evil way. Hold on a second here. I got. I'm. I apologize. My phone just went blank. <laughs> so uh, I, I didn't. I didn't have this verse memorized. Let me start all over. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and, and arrogance in the evil way. In the forward mouth, do I hate? So. I just want to talk about pride for just a minute. I, I kind of want to go around the room and uh, just ask you guys a few questions. And this is this is kind of a this is a pride test. And uh, what what this is, uh, 
is uh, if each of you, if you don't mind, just write this down. And our listeners can just take a, a, a mental note here. Uh, do you long? I think, I think if we wanted to get uncomfortable here, we could audibly answer these questions. Sure. Yeah. So. Hey. Okay. So let, let's just uh, let's start here. Do you long for a lot of attention? Question number one. Uh, I'll start. My answer is no. What about you guys? Do you long for a lot of attention? Yeah. So are you are you always wanting attention? I mean, are you, uh, you know, egotistical? Are you like, hey, I need attention? I think for me, the answer to that question has changed a lot in the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. two years ago, the answer would have full throttle been yes. Uh, okay. Now it's sometimes i'm I'm gonna okay. go with ob and say as the sum of my life so far yes i like it when i'm doing something well and i get attention god that sounds terrible to have to say out loud i know that's why that's why i said that we should we should audibly say it i thought we were answering for the other people in the room <laughs> uh, i think i'd like to keep my answers to myself <laughs> should we let our brother answer for us oh gosh <laughs> help me hey, i'll tell you what that that would you, absolutely you might you might get some uh I get a little slap in the face there you might we might uh for me i don't feel like i really long attention um I understand from the outside in because uh, sometimes my personality is out there a little bit that it may seem that way. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't feel – there have been times in my life where absolutely, yes, I long for attention. And like Brandon said, uh, yes, when I do something well, I do like to be acknowledged. <laughs> I want to say that might be another question. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Let's see. Right. <laughs> Next, uh, do you become jealous – of critical, uh, I'm sorry, do you become jealous or critical of successful people? Now, for me, when I was younger, absolutely, I remember I remember being very critical and jealous of successful people. Now, uh, today, my, the answer is no. I, I'm, I'm extremely happy and fired up and high-fiving um you know, whether it's my friends or uh, business partners or somebody I don't even know, um, I am not critical of them. I'm very, I'm very happy and excited for them. Yeah, I'll, I'll second the. Uh, it seems like there's going to be a little bit of a theme mm-hmm. on some of these answers, and and that theme is maybe how we looked at the answer to this question at one time versus how we look at it now. Same as you, Sean. Um, mm-hmm. Not very long ago, I, I was absolutely um, jealous of of successful people, it, particularly in my industry. Not, you know, when I would see somebody outside of the industry that was kicking butt, you know, I would be super excited and enjoy enjoy seeing that. You know, inside of the industry, it, it would create some jealousy. Now. I love seeing it. Mm-hmm. I love. I love the. I, I feel like it's contagious. I feel like that. 
our coworkers and agents that you know work with and for us uh, get excited about seeing other people successful. I think it motivates them, and and so it's it's exciting to see success. Um, you know, pretty much in all realms, including the industry that I work in at this point in my life. Because I'm so new to the business owner entrepreneurial game, for me, I've been very fortunate to have mentors that brought me into it in a very healthy way, which was abundance related. So I get super excited. And I, one of my recent sayings that I'm using a lot is, is you don't have to own the ocean to swim in it but it's a lot more fun to swim in with people that you want to be there with. So that uh, opportunity to see people succeed truthfully just permeates in other opportunities to uh, grow and expand. So no, no on that one. Thank goodness. I'll say uh, just like Obi and Sean. Yes. A couple of years ago uh, before my mindset began to change. And one thing that I've noticed uh, from people around me, uh, because my mindset has changed on where I was jealous of them, I would make excuses for that other person or for myself for that other person to say, well, they had a leg up. Their, mm-hmm. their dad was rich. Right. You know, right. And you, you start to begin when your mindset changes, you start to begin to realize how much bull crap that is. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> you true. know, like, no, it's not. That person is successful because they've worked hard and they've hustled. And when people around me say it now and they diminish somebody's success, whether it's uh, financial or the relationship with their husband or wife or in the relationship with the Lord, when people around me diminish those things, I'll say, hold up. They're not there. They didn't just get there. They worked really, really hard at whatever they were trying to do to get to that point and do not diminish what, what they've done. Because that's not fair because you have an opportunity to be there as well. Absolutely. Right. Do you have to always win? <laughs> the answer for uh, me yep. is, uh, uh, yeah, yes. I think we're good. <laughs> so, uh, Man, anyway, I, uh, I, I, the, the, I definitely always, I always want to win. You ask yes. if we always have to win. Good point. Um, right. I, I always want to win. I don't always have to win. And so um, that, I mean, that's me to the answer on that question. If, if I don't, if I don't win, uh, is it motivating for me to try to get back in the winner's circle? Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it absolutely is. But uh, I have gotten to the point, uh, particularly in my career where I don't have to win every, every time. And, and I feel like the primary reason for that is because there's so many contests. <laughs> there's oh my gosh. There, there's so yeah. many contests. And so it's like, okay, uh, I, I didn't win that contest that I didn't even know was going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so anyway, that's that I feel like that's kind of helped shape my mindset on not having to, uh, win everything, but, yep. uh, take it to the bank. I want to win. No doubt. I'd say, yes, I <laughs> want to win everything where the Lord has, uh, smoothed out a humbled very, <laughs> yeah, humbled me, smoothed out a very rough edge is how I view losing and how I respond to it and what it can lead to in the future. Uh, 
that has changed dramatically. Yeah. Amen to that. I know. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even say that I've always wanted to win. I would agree. Okay. <laughs> I, in sports growing up, I was the kid in the outfield picking my nose or picking the flowers, one or the other. I was picking <laughs> something. I wasn't really paying attention. But that's who I was. I mean, picking that's, out a cute girl in the stands. Somewhere. I wasn't even doing that. No, he was oblivious to that. I wasn't I'd even doing okay that. okay with it then, yeah, at least. Yeah, I wasn't even doing that. I was living in my own world. And what's crazy, I have a son that's just like me. It's like living with Shane 30 yeah. years later. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> I've become quite a bit more competitive as I've gotten older. But uh, the one thing, if it's a sport, yeah, I want to win, like Obi said. I, I, I want to... I want to play my best. I just want to do my best and know that I did my best and not let there be any question. But in business, I, what I'm coming to realize is that if I help others win, I still win. And not doing it, you know, out of a selfish reason, but there's a lot of people uh, around me that kind of rely on us and in, in our business, and I, I want them to win. And when they win – Everybody else in our company wins. Cool. Good point. Heck, heck yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> Next question here is, uh, do you have a hard time acknowledging when you are wrong? Uh, for me, <laughs> I've been wrong so many times, it doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I mean, um, so there, there, there was a, there was a, way there was that. a time when if you said you were wrong I, I remember making you say it again and and then saying it again and then <laughs> maybe like before. a third time did what was that again I didn't hear you well yeah, yeah talking about getting wrong uh yeah after the second time I think I was ready to stop <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a time for that too <laughs> it, it's it's exciting as you know these questions they're very humbling uh they're also uh a little exciting to think about some growth that we've all had I yeah, think um, I like that because the answer for me for that question, uh, you know, 10 years ago, wow. Um, I can, I can remember, you know, there's a, there's a song, uh, by a Texas country singer called, called Wade Bowen called a battle. Uh, it's called a battle one and, um, talks about how sometimes a battle one is a battle lost. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, it just makes me think about that song when you think about just wanting to be right. You know, you think about, and, and the only reason that that you want, yeah, you won that battle because you were right. And that's what you're thinking in your head, but you totally lost it because you might have absolutely pushed your spouse away or mm -hmm. pushed whoever that person is away uh, just for your sheer pride of having to win uh, something that in the grand scheme of things makes absolutely no difference to anything in the world you mm -hmm. know and i just think about sometimes a battle won is a battle lost and and that song really resonated with me when i first heard it a long time ago and i was thinking wow you know i've got i've got to fix this mm -hmm. you know i've got i've got to drop this pride or this sense of whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, and, and let it go. And so, yeah, that for me, um, 
you know, it's like I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was wrong, you know. Um, and I don't, I don't have a problem with it anymore. But there was a time where I absolutely did. I think I still do have a problem with it, and it's just depends on where it's coming from that I'm being called out, and I'll leave it at that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll say yes. Do I have a hard time acknowledging when I'm wrong? Yes, but the we talked uh, last week about recovery or about adversity and the recovery after adversity. I think the recovery after realizing that I'm wrong is becoming shorter and shorter. Thank the Lord and only by his grace. Uh, a wise man once told me that, especially in relationships on this earth, it ain't what you say, it's how you say it. And it don't matter if you're right sometimes, especially with our spouses, how we treat them in those moments where we feel like we're justified and we're right and they're wrong and we know 100% that they're wrong. Even if you know that, it it matters how how that comes across. Yep. And I'm still not that great at it, still learning. <laughs> it can be difficult sometimes. <clears throat> okay. Next question here. I got a couple. Actually, I got a bunch more questions, but I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna kind of cherry pick the ones that I think really, uh, you know, kind of drive drive it home. Uh, do you get upset when people do not honor your achievements? And my my initial my initial answer here is no. And then I was like, I, I got to thinking about that, you know, and I and I was like, well, I guess it just depends because. Whenever I work hard and and attain uh, I, any given goal, whenever somebody tells me, "Man, great job," you know, fist bump, whatever, it absolutely makes me feel good. Hmm. You know, it makes me feel. It makes me feel. I think I think God instilled in each of us the um, we all yearn for encouragement, and and I think. Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. I think what comes with encouragement. Acknowledgement. Yeah, we all we all want that. We all want that positive affirmation. You know, we all want that acknowledgement. We all want you know to be told that. Uh, and I think it's a big way that we love each other. You know, uh, I mean, when you really get down to it, mm-hmm. you know, like we're always, you know, loving and encouraging and helping and serving and you know, those are all ways we can acknowledge somebody somebody's accomplishments and so like I said my initial answer was no but I uh, I think it's circumstantial you know uh so it kind of depends on you know what what's what's happening in that moment that I might might think that I need that I I don't know so I think a certain level of recognition in just about any area of your life where you feel like you're worthy of recognition, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and what and 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 that's that's going to be different for everyone. But um, you know, we all want our wives to uh, acknowledge when we maybe you know took some steps forward. You know, in in the husband category, yeah. <laughs> you know, we we didn't put ourselves first, and we and we put and we put them first, and yeah. and 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 you know, that's the way that it should be. But at the same time, we want the, we want the acknowledgement sometimes for that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think, I think that it's, you're right, Sean. I think that there's to a degree, we all have that sense of, 
wanting to be recognized, you know, in just, in any in any realm where we feel like we put in, we're 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 sacrificing something to get something. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you want you want people to recognize that sacrifice. You know, and 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 so I think that um I think that too much of that obviously creates a a very big pride problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that uh, a healthy level of wanting to be recognized is okay. Uh, I'll, I'll say that. Yet this is a great question for me because one of my love languages, and it's probably at the top, is affirmation. But it's not with everything. I don't need most people's affirmation. I do like it a lot when it comes from Leah. Um, but I also have to be very careful because the gap between wanting the affirmation and why I'm doing something, there's a big gap in there that a lot of pride can come in if I don't get the affirmation I was thinking I should. Right. And that's a good tester for me. Am I doing this for my selfish purposes or am I doing this because it's how I should be treating my wife or family or experience? Would I still do this? Do I know I should still do this even if nobody acknowledges it? And that's become semi-aware of that (laughs) which helps me uh i was oblivious to it for a long time and it created a lot of uh, uncomfortable situations right when we become more aware of these things it definitely helps when i get home from a baseball game i want my wife to ask me how'd y'all do or how'd you do you know (laughs) it's important to me i think as humans we have a desire for those that we love the most to value what we value Mm -hmm. and that is that goes both ways. So who are the humans in your life that you love and spend time with every day? And what do they value? And how do you give them affirmation in those things that they value? Do we spend our time? I'm answering this all theological because, you know, I don't, you know. Sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> but do we value what other people value? That's how we reach people. And I believe that, uh, do I get upset sometimes when my wife doesn't ask questions about things that are important to me yes how do i handle that that's really the question and that's on a, a case-by-case basis right all right <clears throat> i got a couple more here and uh then we're going to go into just kind of a uh um i guess more of a real life uh scenario of how pride has hindered our uh, uh relationships but uh this next one here is do you, uh, so I automatically think about millennials, okay? Because this question is, do you think you're entitled, or do you feel entitled? Do you feel like somebody owes you something? And uh, the answer for me was a, an immediate no, uh, because, man, if y'all knew, like, how our parents raised Obi and I, I mean, you would immediately know that they didn't, there was no spoon feeding going on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, uh, so no, absolutely not. I do not feel entitled. What about you guys? For me, it's a hard no. Um, um, you're right. I had a great about hour and a half conversation with my dad yesterday. It's one of the first long, great conversations I've had with him in a long time. And, uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about this, not being entitled, but just the way that, just the way that we were raised and, and, um, you know, I couldn't help, but we were at his house. I couldn't help, but look at just his house and think about the fact that I spent, you know, the first 21 years of my life in that house. And 
I walked in the back door right when I got there and I was like, man, <laughs> it just looks so different than I imagined it when I was here, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, not, not in a bad way, not in a good way, just, different. just like different, you know, and, you know, we go outside and there's so much has changed in the backyard trees that I used to climb aren't there anymore. And, and, and just everything looks different, you know, and, but at the same time, I wanted to like take a picture of the front of the house and be like, this is where, um, you know, I grew up, you know, this is the, you know, you think about that Miranda Lambert song, the house that built me, you know, I, mm. I totally look at that house and think this is the house that built me, you know, and, and, uh, anyway, Sean hit the nail on the head. Uh, there was nothing there was no sense of entitlement in our home. Uh, it was, if if you want that dollar, you're gonna go weedy. If you're gonna go work for it, you're you're. If you want this, if you want that, it didn't matter what it was. We we knew that we weren't entitled to anything, and that if we if we desired to have anything more than what we had, we were gonna go work for it. So that's a hard no. Um, not no entitlement here. Yeah, short answers. Definitely a no here. Um, in fact, it's probably one of the things that I have to really work on on uh, being judgmental is when I think someone is entitled. It is a turn off to me very mm, quickly. For sure. For uh, sure. But I will speak out for millennials for just a minute in that uh, overarching. I think because I some people will say I am one. Some people will say I'm not, depending on what age ranges and all that. But because I we get to work with clients and majority of the states in the u.s what i've really found is it comes from what their environment was okay and so a lot of our clients who are right in dead center of what a millennial is i feel really good about what they're going to do for this world uh and they're classified as millennials um but that's just because of getting out there and meeting people that are way outside of my norm of who i interact with so no for us we never wanted for anything but we were never spoon-fed anything as well. Right. So do I, do I feel entitled? I think this is something that I've had to really dive into uh, in the past year or so. I didn't think that I felt entitled. However, you know, and it, uh, our parents, Brandon and I's parents, they, they raised us real similar to you and Obi. We, um, we did get some things, but uh, they were raised us very much so to not be entitled. Um, but... The deep dive that I've had to go into is, is yes, I have felt entitled, and there are still times that I feel entitled. When do those times come? When something doesn't go my way that I've really worked hard for, I will begin to feel sorry for myself because it didn't go my way. Well, what is that? That's me thinking that I deserve something that I didn't work for. Right. Entitlement. Right. It was just a different form. It was it was framed in a different way. And so I'm working on knocking all that stuff out in my life and realizing that don't feel sorry for yourself. It didn't go your way. Get up and work towards something different. Right. You're not you're not entitled to everything just because you worked your butt off to get there and didn't get it. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Unfortunately, that's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yep. That's, that's exactly right. Um Okay, well, so I want to kind of um, wrap this wrap this up, and this is kind of my last question here uh, for you guys. And so, 
when is a time in your life whenever you know that pride intervened and messed up either uh, your marriage, uh, a business relationship, um, uh, maybe a big uh, business opportunity uh, where pride came in and uh, maybe uh, pride turned into greed uh, or entitlement or whatnot. And uh, is there a story? And this is this is kind of hard because it puts you on the spot. But can any of you guys think of a story where, uh, and you don't all have to answer, uh, but a story where pride kept you from greatness or maybe kept you from from a blessing uh, or uh, maybe just uh, kept you out of an argument, you know, with, with you, you and your wife. And uh, so here's, here's my story, okay? Whenever I, my wife and I first started dating, um, she had a great job, 1,000% making more money than me, okay? And uh, she's a nurse, and she was making um, just – she was making really good money working four days a week at the hospital and um in any way and i can remember uh thinking wow i gotta get to where i'm the breadwinner i gotta get to this place and and uh hey and this can be difficult for some for some people uh not you might be married to a nurse you might be married to a doctor i mean i know guys that are married to doctors and they're never going to make more money than their wife you know i mean so there's this, so, in, but this is just my story. My wife was making more than me. We were dating. We did, we'd gotten to where, um, I think about, we were probably four or five years into marriage and before I started making more money than she was. And I remember whenever I finally got to that place and then I, I, you know, uh, started making a lot more money than her. That was a place where I started feeling like, okay, now now I'm the, I'm the guy, you know, like now I'm, I'm the man of the family. Um, and I can remember throwing that in her face a few times in a prideful way, which was absolutely wrong. And it caused an argument and, uh, and, and, and problems in my marriage. And, uh, so that's a time whenever pride creeped into my life, into my marriage and my relationship with my, with my spouse. And, uh, and it hurt me. And, uh, and I regret that. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I've never allowed pride to creep into my marriage. <laughs> I wish I'm laughing so hard cause I was watching Obi's face. This is where I wish we had video because if you know, Obi, you know, he's about to drop bike drop on you. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be good. Hey, it's a great thing that we have Amy here to yeah. contradict that point. Amy, how do you feel about that? Well, <laughs> mercy I, I i've i've allowed pride to 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 come in and create conflict in my marriage so many times um that i can't there's no way honestly that i that i could narrow it down to like one instance um it, it i mean I'm a, I'm a i'm a prideful guy um it's a it's a sin of mine that i have to work on daily all these questions yeah I, I feel like I've, I've i've been able to answer them great but if you'd ask this guy i've been married for going on 13 years and if you'd asked me these questions three years ago you'd have been asking them to a different dude and and 
But would your pride made you led you to answering them the way you wanted it to be than the way it really was? Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I yeah. told you what you wanted to hear, but my pride was answering. You know, yeah, that's exactly right. I, I mean, in in right now, if I had an issue with it, I really truly believe in my heart that the Lord would because of because of the relationships that we've developed with each other and because of the theme and truthness behind this podcast, I would be telling our audience that this is absolutely something that I struggle with. Um, but I just think about that story with Sean and Kat and, 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 and him, you know, coming out and remembering that moment. Uh, there's, there's a lot of moments, uh, in, in particular in my marriage, you know, where I know, that um that pride hurt my wife mm-hmm. it hurt her mm-hmm. uh and it was strictly due to me having to have having to fulfill this pride sin in my heart and um and so yeah, I, I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a specific instance. Now, it, give me thirty minutes, and I can give you a handful. Yeah, um, you know, but yeah. but that's 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 where I've I've noticed it the most over the years. It's also where I've uh, feel like my marriage has improved exponentially over the last few years. So good stuff. So definitely in my hey, marriage. Quick and say this. Go ahead, Sean. I I just want to jump back in there, and I, I want to say this because I didn't get to say this. Um, there is no way I could have done what I've done in business without the full support, financial and mental. I mean, all, you know, support from my wife. Uh, I, I never could have done what I, what I did in business. I mean, without her support. And so for me to even think that and to throw that in her face uh, early on in our marriage, okay, this was 15 years ago, guys. So it's not, this was anything recently. Um, uh, I, it just proves to me how foolish, how foolish I was, um, you know, um, because heck man, you know I mean? Welcome to she the, supported welcome to me and my, she, she, she supported me and our family, you mm-hmm. know I mean? Whenever we were, so anyway, uh, well, I, Sean, I, I think, that. I, I think that is a great thing to bring up as far as this topic and pride real quick is that the Bible talks a ton about. God loving the church, and there's a lot of parallels between that and us loving our wives. And no doubt, most of my pride stories would come from my marriage, and where my pride comes into the gets in the way. And I can honestly say that, thank goodness, my wife Leah is not doesn't struggle with that, for my opinion, compared to me. But I'll give you a real life quick example. And if anybody listens to this that knows me well, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm going to throw myself under the bus. Uh, And when March of 2020, COVID hits, and I'm using air quotes, um, and I know I'm leaving the education field. One of my dear friends is the leader of that district, and I let a lot of pride creep in that I still haven't fully addressed. And it reminds me of what Sean said earlier, or Obi did, you know, the, the pride and sticking to it can create things that you may feel justified that you were right, but the results of how that came about after the fact or what it resulted in is never worth it. 
are hardly ever worth it or never worth it if your pride's in the way. So I basically dug my heels in and said, this is the way it's going to go because I was fed up and I'd had enough. And even if I felt justified in that, it was pride digging my heels in deeper, which is related to the devil if we really want to get down to it, where I also could have just gone, hey, you're contractually obligated to this. This is what you're called to do for this amount of time. And this is the best way to do it. That'd be pleasing to the Lord. So that's a quick, very high point bullet point story, but absolutely. And recently, how much time do we have? We're about out. Uh, I'll just be quick. This may be a, another episode, but yes, absolutely. There are many times where pride has crept in and my marriage and, and business relationships specifically, I can think about one where a business relationship failed after working with a person for a about seven or eight years, uh, and it was ugly, and uh, a lot of pride got in the way, and uh, it's still something that, that's pretty recent, probably about a year and a half ago. It's still something that I'm continuing to walk through in my mind and to figure out what I did wrong and where I let pride creep in and try to correct that in my life. Well, Dale, can guys, I appreciate your honesty and I appreciate everybody's answers. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, pride is 1000% a sin. Uh, and it's, uh, it's from the devil and, uh, let's just, uh, let's not, uh, not allow it to control us and to hurt our relationships. And, um, uh, uh, I want to go back here real quick and read this Bible verse just because I think it's, uh, it's a good one. I think that now that we have a, a bit of an understanding of what all we struggle with from a pride standpoint, it's going to allow us to hold each other accountable better. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Proverbs eight thirteen, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance, and the evil way, and the forward mouth to do that I hate. Thanks for joining us today. This has been The Uncomfortable Truth. Hey, uh, you guys listening out there, about uh, 60% of people that listen to our podcast are not subscribed. So if you would, just real easy, smash that subscribe button um, and uh, share and like the podcast. Leave us a review if you think about it. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.